This is Julie South and you're listening to Paws, Claws and Wet Noses, celebrating all creatures great and small and the fantabulous professionals who look after them all. Over the next few weeks, you and I are going to catch up with veterinary professionals to hear what it's like working on the front line in some of New Zealand's veterinary clinics and hospitals while our borders are closed to entry from overseas qualified veterinarians. Not many Kiwis realise, and I didn't until I started working with veterinary clinics, that here in God's own Aotearoa, New Zealand, we have a chronic and dire shortage of veterinarians. Yep, we do. Stay tuned, because we're going to look at what it takes to be a veterinarian and what you can do to help make your favourite veterinarian's life easier. Hi, this is Julie South. And you're listening to Paws, Claws and Wet Noses, the Kiwi Veterinary Sector Podcast. If you're a Kiwi veterinary professional, then stay tuned because this show is for you. Each week's podcast is purpose-built to help you grow your veterinary business, yourself or your life. You can find all the show notes and links mentioned in today's show at pawsclawswetnoses.com. FM. This is the first in a series supporting the bold and scary move that I've made to start a parliamentary petition, which closes on the 31st of January 21, to help get more veterinarians into New Zealand. In fact, veterinarians have been on a special immigration New Zealand list that's known as the long-term skills shortage list for a very long time. Being on this list means that veterinarians are recognised by Immigration New Zealand that they have a skilled occupation that is in sustained shortage all over New Zealand. There's a whole bunch of criteria an occupation must meet to get on the long-term skills shortage list, one of them being that there is sufficient shortage to need at least 50 migrant workers every year. There are approximately 100 veterinary science graduates from Massey University each year, but that's nowhere near enough to meet the shortfall. Veterinary science isn't an easy degree to get, and it's expensive at just over 200k. The tuition alone is around 65,000, and the government picks up the tab for around 141,000 by way of its tuition subsidy. Of course, these are just the fees for Kiwis. For international students, it's a lot more. And the expenses don't stop once you've paid for your varsity fee. If you've ever bought a university-required textbook, you'll know it's expensive. Very expensive. Hundreds expensive. So what does it take to become an animal doctor here in God's own? Like being a human doctor, it takes five years of full-time study. But... Unlike human medicine, which can be studied at either Otago or Auckland universities, animal medicine can only be studied at Massey University in Palmerston North. Also, like human medicine, approximately half the students of year one don't make the cut to year two. All students going into year one know that only half will get through. It's a very hard science degree. 
Unlike human medicine, though, where your GP is only required to know how the Homo sapiens species operates and works, animal doctors need to know about many species. For example, the veterinarian that you take your fur baby to needs to know all about feline and canine species, that's cats and dogs, as well as rabbits, guinea pigs and all other companion species that are becoming popular as pets in New Zealand. Did you know that New Zealand is home to more than 4.35 million companion animals? They almost outnumber people, and more people share their homes with companion animals than almost anywhere else in the world. We have the second highest proportion of household with fur babies in the world, second only to the United States. When you hear stats like that, it's easy to see how we don't have enough veterinarians. Then you've got your production animal veterinarians. As well as having a basic understanding of companion animals, they're required to know all about sheep, cows and other farm animals. As well, there are also animal doctors whose specialisation is equine, that's horses, and exotics. So think of things like reptiles. We have those in New Zealand that are pets. With all of these animals, it means that all of these veterinarians are equally important to different sectors of our country, and we don't have enough of them. You can see how highly specialised being a veterinarian is, can't you? Because of the high complexity of the job, it takes a good couple of years before a veterinarian is truly able to fly solo, to have the skills and the confidence to feel that they could cope as being the only vet working alone in a clinic, say, on a Saturday morning. Or for production animal vets being on call by themselves in case a farmer calls them out in the middle of the night because of a sick animal. So, as you can hopefully see, fixing the shortage of veterinarians in New Zealand isn't a quick fix because it's like this in most countries around the world there is a global veterinarian shortage. This means that even if Massey University increased its vet student intake next year, that flow-on effect is still five to eight years away as it takes five years to study as a veterinarian and then two to three years for competence and confidence. Another factor that needs to be considered is that new grads should be mentored by more experienced colleagues. And this is a huge commitment. The ones I've spoken with love mentoring, but it comes at a cost to them because it takes time out of their already busy days and overflowing workloads. This means that if we allow more students to study, which is a great idea, you've got to be able to mentor them once they enter the workforce, which is something only experienced veterinarians can do. So we need more of them as well. You can see how it's not a simple fix. To help relieve the stresses in clinic, New Zealand has relied on overseas vets coming down under to either live here permanently or to do their OAE on a working holiday. But with the borders closed today, that's no longer possible. Since the borders have been closed, veterinarians now have to apply for an exception to be allowed into the country. Overseas qualified veterinarians, whose qualification is recognised here by the New Zealand Veterinary Council as having the required skills to work here, must be coming for a critical purpose. As Immigration New Zealand states on its website, 
Anyone else, that is, non-residents, coming to New Zealand must be coming for a critical purpose and they must request approval from us. That's Immigration New Zealand. Travel must be for a reason that we, Immigration New Zealand, think is critical and is on our critical purpose list. There is a great big long critical purpose list. Now, I'm not sure about you, but I'd expect that veterinarians be recognised as critical health workers. Especially as the government's careers list states that veterinarians treat sick and injured animals, provide general animal care and advise about health care and disease prevention for pets and farm animals. That kind of sounds like a health worker specific description to me. But no, instead, veterinarians have to apply for an exception to come here. And this is where I and many of the immigration consultants I've spoken with and veterinary clinics I'm working with get confused and frustrated. So let's look at the other critical worker criteria to see whether veterinarians qualify under that. This is what's on the Immigration New Zealand's website. And this is at late December 2020. Requests for approval of critical workers must be made by employers, not individual workers. These requests for short and long-term critical workers are considered on a case-by-case basis by senior Immigration New Zealand officials. Requests for workers in a class exemption are processed differently because the workers are nominated first. There are three categories, each with their own criteria under which you can bring employees into New Zealand. Workers needed for a short-term role, that's less than six months in total. Workers needed for a long-term role, more than six months. Worker for an approved class. Holding an essential skills work visa is not enough to qualify as an other critical worker. There are also some special classes of workers. For example, shearers, up to 60 shearers have been approved, up to 570 deep water fishing crew, up to 210 agricultural mobile plant operators and up to 30 mixed and large animal veterinarians. Somehow, and this flabbergasts me, Immigration New Zealand has deemed the 71 Netflix actors and their 17 dependents, almost 90 people, as critical workers and granted them exception just recently. Now don't get me wrong, I'm not decrying the arts. I'm an artist of sorts myself, but I really do struggle to understand how Netflix actors are considered by Immigration New Zealand to be more important than veterinarians. I just don't get that. Every week I hear stories from men and women who are stressed to the max. Some are mentally exhausted, some physically exhausted, and all are emotionally wrung out. They're calling me because they want me to find veterinarians for their clinics. Because it's what I do. It's my job. But you know what? It's an absolutely horrible feeling not being able to help them. Probably, like you, I remember the week we went into a level 4 lockdown. And it's an absolutely horrible feeling. Probably, like you, I remember the week we went into a level 4 lockdown. 
On Saturday the 21st of March 2020, Prime Minister Ardern announced four different alert levels which would apply to New Zealand. On the following Monday, the 23rd of March, for me, it was still business as usual. I was still placing vets and vet nurses into locum, temp, assignments around the country. On the 24th, on Tuesday the 24th, everything changed. Prime Minister Ardern announced New Zealand would be going into alert level 4 lockdown at 11.59pm on the 25th of March. Veterinary clinics started calling me and cancelling their locum assignments. It wasn't that they didn't need the workers, it was that they didn't know whether the temp, the locum, would compromise the health of their own team because they were outsiders. The Tuesday and Wednesday of lockdown week, I had to let my team know all their upcoming assignments had been cancelled. It was absolutely horrible. I had one locum doing his OE from the UK stranded in, in Blenheim. He was finishing up an assignment in Christchurch and was making his way up the South Island on his way to an assignment in the Franklin area of Auckland. He got as far as Blenheim because he couldn't get across the Cook Strait. He spent lockdown living out of his van. He and a couple of other tourists formed their own bubble. Many New Zealand vet clinics split their teams into two. They were classified as an essential service for emergency type work only and could actually keep working. It was stressful for them though. We didn't know very much about COVID back then. Questions abounded, like could the virus be transmitted on a dog's coat? And how could they euthanize someone's much-loved fur baby with all the respect and compassion that they wanted to provide when the pet's owner couldn't be even with their pet at the very end? Cases like this hurt the veterinarians. Whenever a veterinarian has to euthanize an animal, they hurt inside too. They might not show it because that's not helpful to the pet's owner. But inside, they're crying. I hear stories of husband and wife teams who struggle to remember the last time they had a night out together because they can't find a locum to cover for them. Of clinicians who have returned to work straight out of hospital after cancer surgery because there's no temp cover available for them. Where they go home at night and are incapable of holding a conversation with their families because they're at the end of their tethers. They've given everything they have to their patients during the day and they've got nothing left to give to their families, their loved ones. Veterinarians are wives, husbands, brothers, sisters, daughters, sons, mothers and fathers. They're people just like you and me. Well, actually they're all far brainier than me, but they hurt just like you and I hurt. So now I want to ask two things of you. If you're the owner of a pet, as cliche as it sounds, as trite as it sounds, I'm asking you to be kind to your fur baby's doctor. To farmers, I know you can relate to the stresses because you're experiencing them on farm every day too. But I still ask you to be gentle with your animal's doctor's. The second thing I ask is that you sign the parliamentary petition I've raised requesting that the House of Representatives urges the government to provide border exceptions to veterinarians of all disciplines to enter New Zealand as critical and essential workers. You've heard some of the reasons that I'd like for this to happen here. 
But on the petition, you're only allowed up to 500 characters. Therefore, my official petition reason is because New Zealand faces a dire veterinarian shortage and urgently needs vets from overseas. With our borders closed, these vets are unable to enter and as a result, animal welfare, human well-being and our production animal sectors are all being compromised. The government must class vets of all disciplines, including companion animal and production animal vets, as critical workers so they can apply for border exceptions to enter New Zealand. Over the next few weeks, until this petition closes, you and I are going to hear what it's like for some of our country's animal doctors working on the front line. So please tune in to next week, because these are real people with real stories in real pain. To make sure you don't miss out, you can subscribe to Paws, Claws and Wet Noses at Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Music and all the other podcast platforms. Leaving a review, preferably a 6 out of 5 star review, on Apple really does go a long way to help get the Paws, Claws and Wet Noses word out. So thank you, I would love a review. If you'd like to make a difference, you can do that by signing the petition. On Facebook, there's a page, getvets.nz. You can visit the parliamentary website, which is www.parliament.nz, and search under the parliamentary petitions there. Your signature is 100% anonymous. And by that, I mean that I cannot, or anybody, no one, can go in and see whether you've signed or not. It's all confidential and anonymous. So please share the Facebook page, share the petition the petition page and help make a difference by sharing this podcast with your friends and family so that they can understand why I'm petitioning to get more veterinarians into God's own Aotearoa, New Zealand. Kakiti Ano. Paws, claws and wet noses is sponsored by Vet Staff. If you've never heard of Vet Staff, it's New Zealand's only full-service recruitment agency, 100% dedicated to the veterinary sector. Vet Staff has been around since 2015 and works nationwide, from Cape Reinga to the Bluff and everywhere in between. As well as helping Kiwis, Vet Staff also helps overseas qualified veterinarians find work in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Vetstaff.co.au NZ.